0: welcome welcome welcome
1: a notable welcome to all you music lovers to something that i like to call journey. journey to the stage
0: it's all about music the music and more music ladies and gentlemen please welcome back your host your host and our dad brian frazier if you build it he will come
1: all right, greetings one and all, and welcome to Journey to the Stage, and special thanks to our very special friend from San Antonio Visual and musical artist Chris Taylor for letting me use his wonderful song, Rise and Shine, for my podcast theme song. You can check out Chris's work at ChrisTaylorWorld.com, and if you swing by his site and tell him I sent you, he'll probably charge you double, so enter at your own risk. So this is a really big day for me. I've, I've got within my eyeshot one of my favorite bands, two of the guys from my favorite bands, Blue Water Highway. We're going to be chatting with them here in a minute. But before we start our conversation, I want to tell you, thank you for everybody listening. You've helped this podcast reach over 130 countries, and I'm very, very grateful for everybody who's helped do that along the way. If you've been listening uh, since the beginning, or if you're new to this podcast and haven't given a rating or review, please consider doing so. It's really, really helpful and always encouraging. So, and for every kind rating or review we get today, the members of Blue Water Highway will come and re-landscape your backyard. So, and I'll su- <laughs> I'll, I'll supervise. So yeah. legal department says I have to say I'm kidding. I don't have a legal department, but of course, it's a joke. <laughs> but reviews and ratings are the lifeblood of, of indie podcasters like myself. So thanks for doing that. And you'll have my undying gratitude. Before we get started, I just booked my final guest for season two, which will be episode 50. And we'll be chatting with legendary bassist and studio musician, the icon, the musical legend, Carol Kay, member of the Wrecking Crew who played on over 10,000 recording sessions. So stay tuned for that. So I have to say that I couldn't be more amped to have my guests on today. Those aren't empty words for an introduction because I, I, ha- I can say with all honesty that this band is, is one of my true favorites that I've come across in the past several years. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the artist throne today, Blue Water Highways' Zach Kibbido and Greg Essington. Guys, welcome. How's it going? Hey,
2: thanks
3: for having us. Yeah, thanks so much, Brian. It's going good over here.
1: Nice. And Zach, did I say your last name right?
3: Kibbido? I was actually admiring how much you nailed our names just now. That's what I was doing. I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah,
1: you well done. You nailed it. So, Kibodeau, that is that like French?
3: Yes, Cajun. Cajun French. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, nice. Huge huge part of my family's southwest Louisiana. So, we're scattered oh, on okay. the Gulf Coast, Texas Great. and yeah. Louisiana.
1: And Essington sounds very English yeah
0: i was yeah. gonna say i'm <laughs> cajun, by, cajun. Proxy, <laughs> yeah, by proxy uh, <laughs> okay
2: okay because I, i'm the one that plays the accordion in the band that's so right. that's 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 how it works but
1: you are the weird owl of the band huh yeah, yeah. that's right
2: <laughs> estington's probably
1: uh english yeah sure. it sounds, sounds very english it sounds very noble
3: we gave the one born in new jersey the accordion right, Somehow that right. still makes sense that's right
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i'm so glad you guys are here today and I discovered you guys, it was actually just about a year ago. It was June of last year, I believe, and I, I came across the song uh, Me and the Electric Man. I hit play and I was like, What in the world? These guys are amazing. And um, you know, I dug into the Paper Airplanes album and just fell in love with your sound and it really then with your whole catalog. And so interestingly, I I use Apple Music to to stream and You know, like all streaming services at the end of the year, it'll tell you what your most listened to genre, whatever it was. And then at the end, it said in your most listened to album, dot, 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 dot. And I was not surprised, but it was, it was Paper Airplanes. That was the album I listened to most last year. And I mean, I listened to a a ton of music. I mean, I spent a lot of time listening to music. So I was not surprised. Like I said, I was like, man, okay. So I really genuinely love you guys' music, so. Thanks so
3: much. Wow. It's great to hear. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really juiced that you guys are here. We're going to be talking about your brand new album, "You're the Dragon. We're going to be playing a couple cuts from that uh, here in just a few minutes. But I want to kind of get to know you guys a little bit, where the band comes from. So maybe, and I know that you guys uh, grew up to, you guys are like childhood friends. So kind of walk us through those early days and, and how you guys became a band.
3: So Greg and I met in high school whenever he played piano man for our choir and oh, I didn't, nice. yeah. And I was like, he he had the whole harmonica and the whole bit, you know, sang wow. played, <laughs> and I, I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta like learn some instruments. I got some catching up to do. You know, that's the first time I think somebody like one of my peers did anything like that. And it made a giant oh, nice. impression. So, you know, for a long time, I was just kind of tagging along. He let me tag along. <laughs> and uh, until, like, we, <laughs> until we got older and became, You know, real friends.
1: (laughs) Nice. And and Greg, do you remember playing piano man with the? the I I do.
2: A a choir teacher asked me to (laughs) perform for that that class. It's like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll do it. But yeah, that's where it all began. And then we kind of we didn't start the band till after we both graduated from college. But we had performed some throughout high school, and then later in these other variety shows we were we were part of. But yeah, so that's that's where it all goes back to choir class.
3: Started writing songs together and pitching them back and forth. Greg lived in New York City all throughout college, and I was down oh, here, okay. in San Marcos, Texas. And so we were sending songs back and forth while I was convincing him to uh, to move down to Texas. It's like I think we should start a band, like a real band, and
1: write mm-hmm. songs. How did you guys get to know Catherine and Kyle? Because I think Catherine went to the same school as you.
3: She did. So did right. Kyle. We all we all met. Oh, okay. Uh, Catherine, Kyle, and I met at uh, Texas State University, in San Marcos. Catherine and I were studying opera. We had the same voice teacher. Kyle wow, had a deg- so cool. degree in physics. He has a, he has his doctorate in physics, but he was he was doing music kind of on the side. He minored in mm-hmm. music, so we met him there. Yeah. So uh, the rest of the guys we met all around this area that we live in now.
1: That's so cool that you're studying opera. I've only seen one opera. It was uh, Don Giovanni. We we actually saw it in Salzburg.
3: Oh yeah, that's a great one.
1: Yeah, it, I don't really know what it was about, and i <laughs> i sh- I should probably look up the cliff notes. I know there was a guy hiding and the this and that, and but there were some great talent on that stage. I just had no, yeah. <laughs> no idea. That's an epic going. one.
3: That's an epic one. <laughs> that's that's one of Mozart's best for sure
1: yeah, it was pretty cool to, uh, to be a, such a beautiful city too. And it was a beautiful theater and, uh, it was, it was quite a trip. So tell us where the name, uh, comes from Blue Water Highway.
3: So Greg and I grew up, our hometown is, it's really, it's called the Brazos port area because there's this river, uh, Brazos river in Texas that empties out into the Gulf of Mexico. And it's the, it's that area, it's that port, you know, where the Brazos empties out. And it's just about 45 minutes down the coast from Galveston or South of Houston, oh, okay. if you want to think of it. And, and, there is a highway that runs from our hometown up to Galveston and that is the blue water highway. So wow. the only
2: problem is it's a little false advertising most of the year because the water's not quite <laughs> what you would call blue. No, no. Uh, it's the Gulf. Of except Mexico. for that. There's that like 30. one, there's like one week a year in January when like the river and everything settles and, yeah. and you get like this beautiful, but it's January. You yeah. can't, you know,
3: it also doesn't help that we're at the mouth of a, a the mouth muddy of the Brazos. Yeah, river. the mighty
1: Brazos. Well, there's that. Yeah, you know, cloudy, mucky Brown River just doesn't highway doesn't have the same uh, same no. ring to it. So <laughs> it doesn't. Well, that's cool. So Texas, you know, a lot of obviously a lot of great artists and bands have have come out of Texas. Have you guys found it in this in this period of time? Have you found it to be pretty fertile? soil for for bands artists getting started and what's that been like for you guys
3: oh texas yeah absolutely i mean it's it's full of artists i mean it's like i don't know from houston to austin to dallas fort worth especially san antonio i mean and and in Mm -hmm. between oh yeah
2: i mean i don't think we would be here at this point almost 10 years later if it hadn't been for the fact that we were in this you know in texas and in the midst of just a lot going on within arm's reach of us you know musically yeah um you yeah. know a lot of gigs to play a lot of festivals a lot of mm-hmm. and then the means to which to make albums and record in texas it's mostly...
3: is so big right big economy so there's Huge. people out there going to see music we were just in
2: the dalhart like which is about 10 hours away from us or 11 yeah. hours away from us and last weekend. It's like, it's about, about as, as as far as we can go and, you know, yeah. in Texas and still. <laughs> yeah,
3: Not even a big city out there, but a bunch of people came yeah, in. So, I mean, people it. love music here and it's a big old state yeah. so you can cover a lot of ground.
1: Yeah. California's like that too. And, and similarly, yeah. lots mm-hmm. of, spaces to drive through to where you're getting to your, yeah. your destination. So that's great Though that yeah. you guys have, you know, there's a lot of places to play there, I'm sure. And, you know, you could probably put together a good circuit of shows together in a, in a state that's big, that loves music like that. So that's awesome. If you guys were to, and maybe look back at, at some of those artists or bands that have maybe impacted you as, and helped shape you as writers, musicians, and so on, who might you cite? Like, who are some of those some of those people that maybe have left a big impression on you.
3: The answer to that question probably pretty multifaceted because it'd probably be as far as songwriting, uh lyrics, craft and a story, there's a lot of people, uh there's some Texas songwriters that have been um or originally Texas songwriters like Guy Clark, Towns Van Zant, mm-hmm. those oh, those yeah. kind of artists. But also um, you know, others that we've been influenced, not just their songwriting, but how they produce their records. You know, we, I think we initially bonded over Ryan Adams in a really big way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're huge Ryan Adams fans and all of his records. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, your Bruce Springsteen's and mm-hmm. uh, Bob Dylan, um, mm-hmm. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, what else? Greg, yeah. some um, mm-hmm. current bands like the Killers and Dawes, Dawes yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're kind of all over the place in our influences, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of those artists would have a similar, similar influences too. So in that way, it's it make it all makes sense. Yeah, I
2: think it's worth noting too uh, that I didn't sing opera in school, but it's not too late. Yeah, I know, right? I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, thinking about my alternate career here. No, uh, I definitely think that's a huge influence on Zach and Catherine as well, having their background. But you know, myself, even I grew up playing classical piano, so there's definitely that kind of influence in our music, you know, kind of in a lot of our arrangements and things, those things definitely have a big part to play as
1: well. That's true. Well, and it must be really helpful that both of you guys are multi-instrumentalists. I mean, you guys, and so I think that just helps obviously on the arrangement side of things and coming from these different backgrounds, but with similar foundational artists and influences, I think that it's gotta be just a huge benefit to you guys, creating your own sound, creating your songs, writing, arranging, all those types of things.
3: It is, I mean, we don't, you know, unless we actively go out and want somebody else to play, which has happened a few times, there's really not anything we can't do in-house. And it's easier yeah. in a lot of ways because we already have our own kind of shorthand. You know, we have our right. inside language, and we just refer to all the records that we've been listening to, you know, in the van or, or growing up or in the van across, across the country. And we're just right. like, we know. It's like, do this thing, and ah,
1: immediately yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, so When you guys are in the van, who, who controls the music? When we're going places, whoever's driving gets to select the oh, music.
2: That's how we do it. One hundred percent. I mean,
1: okay. that's the
3: only perk you get. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Got to drive,
1: you yeah. might as well get to pick your music. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What about on the on the countryside? Obviously, there are certainly you guys aren't a country man, but there are you know some country elements in some of your songs. Do you have any yeah. influences maybe from that genre that have been impactful for you?
3: I mean. it's like I mentioned Guy and Towns Van Zandt and they're not you know they're really more like more like Texas folk artists so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put those in strictly country Um, but yeah I mean country music was huge in all its uh, iterations up until we were you know like our formative years so just like we love old country classic country music but I mean I can't pretend that we didn't hear on the radio growing up, especially yeah. like 90s. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know how much that slipped in there, but we heard it so much. Oh
2: yeah. We really did. Growing up in Missouri County, Texas, I mean, there was a huge uh country music influence we had, you know, the county fair yeah. and
3: yeah. Well, and and just yeah.
2: that's that's what like our peers were
3: uh, at least a lot of my friends were listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up. Well, and and we always bring up like accordion yeah. too and and it's it's not like it's an element of our sound that we use. It's not like the totality of it, you know, or right, anything, right. but it, it, it's part of kind of the carnival that we bring. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's a huge Texas thing, really. If you think about it, you have Mexico and, you know, the Tejano influence, you've got Cajuns yeah. right there, and then you've got all the right. Germans that moved in Texas. And so that's a huge thing too.
1: It's a lot of flavors to mix together. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So your new album, this is your fourth album or your third of all original material because you did uh, the acoustic version or the stripped down version of uh, your second album. So 2015, Things We Carry, 2018, Heartbreak City, and then the stripped down version we just, as I mentioned, of Heartbreak City, Paper Airplanes 2021. I love every single one of those albums, and it seems like each one kind of tops the the previous one but clearly by how much I listened to Paper Airplanes last year I love that album greatly and so I think when I first reached out to you guys it was before the first of the year I think Greg shot me something or I don't remember who it was but say hey you were going to be recording so let's connect next year or whatever and my first thought was man that album's going to be hard to top and uh, after you know I've had it had my ears on it now for for quite a while I mean ever since it got released to to supporters and Mission accomplished. I mean, it, it is—it's <laughs> is such an exceptional album. You guys nailed it.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It Means you. a lot, especially since we. This is the first one we produced ourselves, and so yeah, it
1: means a lot. Was that a little scary for you? Kind of like taking the training wheels off the bike a little bit, and you know, what was that like for you? I mean, you guys, you're not, you're not green. You've you've spent a lot of time in the recording studio, and that could go either very well or it could. Maybe not so much, but and clearly it did. But what was that like for you, kind of going into this, knowing that you guys wanted to produce on your own?
3: We had done some test runs with some singles that we'd released, and uh, and it was partly out of necessity and partly out of like, okay, you know, like what's what's in the budget, especially after these lean years that we've had. You know, anybody that's had been a musician, so it's like budget wise, it's like, okay, what can we do that makes sense? So I think in our know how about arranging um, about what sounds we like about what our band is it's really fun now that we're able to kind of like be self-referential with our records like Mm -hmm. instead of that's a cool feeling we've made enough now that we're like oh make it sound like this song Mm -hmm. of ours you know and we know how we got that so i think on a in kind of a production front and also an engineering front because we did all Mm -hmm. that too so uh, you know that's speaking to greg and kyle in a big way They had the confidence to be, you know, be like, yeah, we know where to put the mics. We know how to operate, you know, everything. And so it was a risk for sure. I don't know. Over the years, as excited as I've been about working with producers Mm -hmm. and we've worked with some great producers like uh, David Butler and this band called uh, Missio. We worked with uh, Machine. He actually did a bunch of uh, he's, he's famous in the metal world like New right. Lamb of God records. He did Heartbreak City. Oh, and then yeah. uh, okay. Cason Cooley out of Nashville who did, oh, man, he's done a ton of artists. Like Drew Holcomb, Holcomb Sandra McCracken. Ingrid uh, Michaelson. Ingrid Michaelson. Oh, Sandra. has got a
1: great voice. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
3: and uh, Matthew Perryman Jones. And, and, yeah, so he oh, he was man. great. That, yeah. That's Paper Airplanes. And we loved yeah. the sounds he got. So we, that was the objective. But, you know, over the years, it's been kind of like there's been something about some of the tunes, some of the singles we've released and things we've done mm-hmm. ourselves that I, I know personally, I wanted to explore. Like, yeah, this is what happens when we just kind of do things in-house. That's just what we were feeling at the time. So mm-hmm. it was all those things combined.
1: Mm-hmm. I want people to hear why I dig your sound so much. So we're going to play a song. We're going to play it, the title track here. Give us a little bit of background about it and where the name comes from. What's What's the story you wanted to tell with this song in particular?
3: This track, being the title track of the album, the whole theme of the album is... What happens when the dragon comes to town? Like, if you think of that in, I guess we would say a metaphorical sense, right? But like, what happens? What are all the things? Chaos, that, yeah, chaos, evil, yeah. Uh, the yeah. unknown, fear, you know, everything. And it's a really the whole album is kind of a bunch of vignettes. It's a lot of story songs, yeah. you know, about the result of that, how people deal with it, heroic ways or tragic, what you know, all all that combined. So, Year of the Dragon, title track is a. Uh, is kind of our ode to kind of the original rock and roll red bull without a cause culture you know if you think like james dean and and all yeah. like it's like fast cars and and rebellious you know teenage angst and uh, tragedy mm-hmm. and all that rolled up mm-hmm. into one that's the summary i think of that
1: story let's give this a listen this is you're the dragon the title track from the album of the same name by blue water highway
0: There ain't no spell Hotter than a young desire So we fell hard Never had a choice Went up like a house
1: This is really a great song. It's, it's so incredibly uh, catchy. This is one I've, I've had on re I'll put on repeat and just listen to it. Cause it just, it just has such a nice feel to it. It's I love the tempo of it and everything. So you guys have obviously you've been together for a while. You've written a lot of songs and clearly you have the writing and arranging of things down. You've got it down. Walk us through that process of, you know, bringing a song to the band the arrangement process, kind of getting the feel that you want. Like yeah, walk us through that a little bit.
2: For this song and and most of the songs on on this album, uh Zach had made little iPhone demos for us. And and so
3: the extent of my capability. Okay. Yeah. I mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> So you won't be engineering the next album, right? No. <laughs>
2: There's some gems on, on those demos, some of which actually made it in the final track. <laughs> oh, cool. Nice. We would start with that, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest things we've learned in this process is start with that demo, start with that raw material and because and, there's kind of some magic there that you want to capture when you go to put the song down. That was kind of how we started was with those demos and, and kind of building it from there. And because we were engineering and playing and producing all all ourselves, you know, we had to we had to kind of build it from the ground up. That was when we kind of built it off of that demo and uh, programmed some drums. And, and yeah, Kyle did a lot of that on that track.
3: We're also learning how to boil things down, or at least we're intrigued by boiling things down to essentials, I think, lately. So on that track, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, we've got yeah. the story, got to be able to hear the words, got to be able, you know, that's, that's important. The singing's always really important to us. But then also sure. this, getting that snare sound, it boiled down to drums, vocals, and and a guitar that evoked something like, you know, early rock and roll or a cars, or, you know, muscle cars or something yeah. like that. So that's mm-hmm. that was uh, definitely a huge part, finding that tone and Greg's tone yeah. master.
2: And Zach's a huge Dire Straits fan, so.
1: Oh, yeah. Mark Knopfler's one of my favorite players.
3: Yeah. And to... writers by the way. Like, he's an yeah, incredible oh, yeah. He's songwriter. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we forgot to mention Dire Straits. Yeah, and, but that's huge. Yeah. But There's say too that... many. To... There's too many, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right, right. As a listener of music, I to me, in my opinion, you know, it really starts with melody. Melody is the foundation. So I'm curious, for Zach, you know, these little recordings that you do, do you hear these melodies apart from an instrument and then take them to an instrument? Or do you find that as you're playing, just on your own, noodling around, strumming or playing at the piano, that they come to you? Like kind of what's that like? Or is it a combination of those things? I'd
3: mean, I say it's a combination oftentimes people always ask is the music or you know or the lyrics come first and we definitely had a concept i had a concept okay this is going to be the the idea for this album so all the Mm -hmm. all the songs are going to fit into this world but knowing that music then definitely influenced what world was going to open up and what story was going to come so you know i think this particular song started with a chord progression on the piano and then it Mm -hmm. was like all right you know that's the melody kind of the, the chorus melody, and that influenced what words were going to come, vowel sounds, all that stuff. And that helps give structure. That helps give parameters, you know, what what lyrics you're going to use, how you're going to sing certain things. But I completely agree with you about the melody. I mean, it's, it's super important. We specifically mentioned, or we specifically had in mind that our last record, Paper Airplanes, was going to be like a, like, we're going to lean into these melodies because that, that is Absolutely. one thing the classical yeah. influence mm-hmm. gives us a yep. lot you know just melodies mm-hmm. all over mm-hmm. the place i mean so many of the best melodies that have been created you know if you hammer yeah. that into your brain long enough you're like that's going to make a that's yeah. going to make an impact so
1: mm-hmm. yeah when you are writing do you find that your writing is different if you're writing on a piano than it is on a guitar do you feel maybe on a piano you have more freedom or maybe feel more constricted on a guitar like what, what's that what is that for you? Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It is different. The things you're going to come up with on guitar or piano. I can't say what which one I'm better at. I'm kind of a rudimentary piano and guitar player, rhythmic way. I'm not a soloist on either one. I just kind of know your rudimentary pop, rock and rolls. Yeah. I have those skills. I don't have the classical training. Greg does, really. Or even Kyle, for the, for that matter. The things will be different. Piano's laid out in such a way that you can... It's really easy to see the theory. It's really easy to pick out melodies. So I think maybe some, I wouldn't say better, but maybe more interesting melodies have come when I've been writing something on the piano. And yeah, then and then maybe more interesting rhythms potentially in some ways have come from guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If
2: I had to boil it that, down. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know if you guys saw that Beatles special when they're in the studio getting ready to record the, the TV show and they're waiting for John and... Paul's just drumming on his guitar and he started, which turned into Get Back. I mean, yeah. so I could see where, you know, That's what, so what a cool, cool moment to see that live. What in I the world? It. It's crazy. Yeah, that was amazing. You know, for me, when all of the elements of, of good song crafting come together, you know, melody, great vocals, instrumentation, harmony, arrangement, when all of those things come together at, at a, a level of excellence like you know you have found something really special that's really how I would describe you guys and that's why I think why I'm so drawn to your guys' music particularly like the harmony you guys create I'm like my goodness it's so rich you know some of that three-part and sometimes four-part harmony that you guys do Did you ever just you start singing and look at each other and like, wow, okay, this is actually pretty darn good. Do you ever have those moments together? Or if you've been doing it long enough, you're just like kind of accepted for what it is.
2: I think it's hard to have those moments because we're, yeah, we're so in it. And and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, it's just, this is what we do, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. When I re-listen to some of our recordings and, and even like live videos and things, mm-hmm. that's when I'm like, oh, wow that's when it really hits me. Like, yeah, this, this came together really well or well, you know, that's, yeah, that's really yeah.
3: special, you know, but in the moment, I don't know. It's hard. I don't know. What about you, Zach? It's almost like it's brother, sister harmony at this point. It's just like, we just do it all the time. But every now and then I will yeah. say, and that maybe this is a segue into, into another song on the new record. But every now and then we, when we listen back, we created the choir for, uh, for a newborn Child. and yeah. And yeah. we have that isolated actually. Yeah. And we liked it so much that it was hard to even put it in the song. <laughs> I almost wanted to release it on its own. Yeah. Because, you know, we, that harmony comes from, I mean, we we all grew up, I think, singing harmony, you know, yeah. in different ways with our parents or with our, you know, our friends. Choir. And choirs especially, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun. We've done this before, but we did we did it on this record where we would kind of go in, play different characters. So to try to make it sound more like a choir. So because it was all in-house, we didn't hire anybody. We stood in different places and sang as if we were different ages, different types of voices, all that, just to make it sound like a... Yeah. So because sometimes if you sound too much... And that can be a cool sound too. If you sound too much like yourself right. overdubbed, it's a really clean, sleek the pop, the pop thing, thing yeah, which is which awesome. Is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you want it to sound more almost rootsy or gospely and you know, have a lot of that soul in a different way, then sometimes you gotta you make it a little rough around the edges and like some guy's gotta you know, just different tampers yeah. all over the place.
1: Well, that's what Mutt Lang would do. That's one of the ways he he created those choirs that he created were exceptional know. because he, you know what I mean? He was doing that same thing that you guys were yeah, talking about. Yeah. I do definitely hear some real gospel influence. There was some song you guys, I don't remember which song it was because I watched so many videos last night just in, in, in albums and stuff as I was prepping, man, I was like, wow, this is so gospel-y. I, I I can't remember which song I was listening to. I found it on YouTube and I was like, man, this is, this is really, really cool. And so what's neat is I've shared, songs, you know, I'll send links to people I know that I know, love good music. And I have never sent a song of yours to somebody who didn't come back and say, wow, these guys are amazing. So it's it's pretty cool. In fact, I don't know if you guys, what kind of music you listened to when you were younger, but Soul Asylum, I had uh, Dan Murphy on, you know, he's part of uh, Golden Smog too, really cool band. And he was sharing with me because he's got a new band, new album out. And how much he loves singing harmony and hearing harmony, and I'm like, "There's this band from Texas you need to check out." And this was live, and so it's actually it's on his podcast episode. All right, thank you. <laughs> and then wow. yeah, which is pretty cool. And then <laughs> after I I sent him me and the Electric Man, he totally totally loved it. So anyway, with so many you know friends I have and that are professional artists, like you guys, face a lot of headwinds today, and. One of the things I know that you've done is you guys have given away CDs online. In fact, I remember really early on, not that I needed to do this, but I, I defended you guys online. This guy's like, why are you giving your music away? You're cheapening it for everybody. I'm like, dude, oh. I said, you don't even know how hard it is for an artist, a band to to get somebody's attention for just a few minutes to hear one song. And if they could do that, by giving a CD away and they make a fan for life. Yeah. Mission yeah. accomplished. Because, I mean, truthfully, with streaming, you're practically giving it away anyways, right? That's well, thank right.
3: You. Thank you for doing that.
1: Yeah, it wasn't my place. I, I was so out of my lane. I'm like, I'm not speaking for the band here, but here's the struggle. And I, so I, I know that those are some of the headwinds you guys face, just kind of getting in front of people, grabbing their attention. What, what are some of the other challenges that you guys have come across so far in your journey?
2: Oh, my gosh. Um <laughs> there's so many so many <laughs> where do we begin <laughs> where do we begin i mean you know bad managerial relationships flat tires in montana at 3am oh, uh, yeah. you know uh...
3: acts of nature acts of, acts of acts, accidents yeah. uh, bad business dealings i mean you, you, they're classic the classic artist complaints you know sometimes <laughs> yeah. with people yeah. uh, you know the music industry it's really we talk about this a lot it's it's really hard to because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. I think it is filled with a lot of people who genuinely love music. But if if they make that their career, and I'm talking about music industry, not the people making the music, but the people that are kind of I don't know, managers or label people or, or publicists or whatever. Unfortunately, a lot of it does seem like, and I don't even know if it's intentional, you know. I don't necessarily think it is, but it does feel often like they all have careers on the bones of bands, yeah. you know, and that's just the yeah. way it is. And so you, they seem to have a career for a long time and artists don't always. And it, it's, it's because
1: uh, it's they change horses.
3: Yeah, exactly. And they're, you know, artists are just paying these people so much money to try and get, you know, get attention. And, and uh, we've yeah. done, we've done some of that and learned learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. where to where to put those resources but that's that's a huge challenge
2: yeah and i mean in today's world i would say the biggest challenge is that social media being one of the main ways of music discovery which is awesome we find fans every day, you know, like you were talking about on Facebook or yeah. Instagram or YouTube or or what or,
3: you're doing now. I mean, yeah, the well, podcast is awesome. I mean, so, that's
2: yeah, exactly. That is wonderful. It seems like you, you kind of have to have gimmicks online in a way that maybe it seemed like at the beginning of like Facebook, you didn't have to. Like there was a period of time in 2010 through 15 where like you could just really blow up on Facebook, and it was just because you like had a great videos and great music and. I don't, and then they kind of clamp down on it all, and then maybe yep. you start paying for everything and
3: I always tell everybody is like <laughs> the most naive thing I ever thought going into this was that it's all about the music because that is genuinely what we where we all came from, yeah, like it is that's what it's about for us. The
2: music business isn't isn't always about that no. <laughs> no
1: no, in fact, I've heard that from so many artists and bands that. If, you know, if you're not careful, it can kind of jade you and um, it can, it can make a band or make an artist kind of lose heart and lose, you know, get a little sideways and it's very, very easy to do. And on a much, much smaller level, I can relate, you know, I started a podcast because I love music and I love people and I love hearing their stories, wanted a chance to kind of put those things together. It comes at a cost. Like I, don't, I don't make any money at this. My wife's like, mm-hmm. "That's kind of an expensive hobby you have there." I'm like, "Yeah, it kind <laughs> of is," but I do it because I've made the podcast that I would want to listen to with artists and bands that I genuinely love.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, they can. And and so it's funny when you mention that. It's like you're doing it. You're doing it your way. You're doing it for the love of the for the love of the thing. And I think yeah. this particular project that we worked on, "You're the Dragon," only honed in more. I mean, paper airplanes was huge in that way. And that was kind of the beginning of a a new journey for us to that point. You kind of like, it's not even worth it if we can't do it. We're going to go do something else if we can't do it, like something we believe in.
1: Because at the end of the day, you're the one who has to look at yourself in the mirror and live with what you've done. And yeah, I... What's the I can point? absolutely understand that. Right, right, right. We're going to listen to one more song. It's a song you guys, we referenced just a few minutes ago. And as, as we were working through which songs we were going to play, Zach, you mentioned playing the title track in either Natural Man or Newborn Child. And I, I responded back. I'm like, okay, those are both great songs. I Feel like the fat kid in the candy store trying to pick between <laughs> two really <laughs> good things. But, but that song, "Newborn Child," I, as I mentioned, I, I, I'm a pretty sentimental guy. I, I tear up pretty easily. It's why I don't wear mascara anymore. But that song gets to me be, for a few reasons. One, the the harmony. Like I don't know about you guys, but I I feel music. If something's good, like it's 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 yep. like inter- it's very internalized for me. Yeah, and that song, and I think part of it is the harmonies, the the vocals on that, as you guys talked about, are just to me they're otherworldly. Like it's just so so good, especially if you've got a good pair of headphones on. So I'm like, oh man, well these are both good songs, but if we could play this one, you know, as a dad of two boys, like I I would go with this one. So thanks for for humoring me and and going this way. Tell us a little bit about this song, and then we'll we'll listen to it once we've heard about it.
3: So this is a song I had written after a trip to Nashville. The only other songwriting partner I have, you know, really intense sit down, write a song has ever only been Greg. After that, it's been the band. And so this is the first time last year that I had, you know, our manager at the time had set us up some rights, which was great. I met a lot of great Mm -hmm. artists. Sean McConnell, I don't know if you've ever had him on or know of him, but he's Mm-mm. he's really great. Sean McConnell, check him out. But um, Clint Wells, great guitar player, songwriter. But yeah, so met with a lot of people out there, but I didn't really come away with anything that we could use or that I thought yeah. I was really excited about. So I was on a plane and I was waiting. This was a period of, of anticipation, waiting in my life, which is what the song is about. It's a you could call it like an advent. You know, it's, it's like a waiting song. You're waiting on something yeah. to happen. And it was the the birth of my third daughter, and boom on the plane ride home from a from a ride where I didn't come away with anything. That's that's when that song came, like
1: you know. So, oh, that's awesome. One reason the song is so emotionally evocative for me is it does remind me of like a few points in my own journey as a dad. You know, when my son Luke was born. So this song just kind of stirs all that. I'm tearing up <laughs> I can't talk yeah, about this without it's tearing up. But it's, it's a special, special song. So let's listen to this. I absolutely love this song so much. This is Newborn Child from Blue Water Highway.
0: Oh, sister, can you feel? changes come Get drunk up in the choir, singing. I'll be home soon. When I get on my feet, hear the bells ring out. I'm gonna shake off.
1: that song as i mentioned that just gets to me and that that harmony is just absolutely beautiful you guys must have had so much fun recording that how how did you capture that vocal sound because that is so great
2: yeah so that was the second song we recorded together for this project and so it's much different approach than *You're the Dragon* because we we just wanted to start with Zach and this janky, out of tune ukulele that Kyle has, and we just
3: it only plays in only, one key. That's pl- why the song is in that only <laughs> plays in one
2: key. Perfect for this cool. song. Hey, you um, go with what you
1: got. <laughs>
2: yeah, so we 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 just started trying to capture Zach doing that, and then yeah, by the time we we layered everything up and sang harmony and uh and like he was talking about the the choir was a big part of that.
1: So tell us what's next for you guys. Obviously you've released several singles from the album. Do you guys have a, a, a date that you're looking to drop the whole album?
3: It'll be in September when we drop the album. And I think in the meantime cool. we'll release singles along the way, mm-hmm. which is something yeah. we're new that we're trying. Another new thing we're actually trying is that we have we actually have the physical albums made. And so if you know, if you can go on our website, uh, yeah, there's no rules anymore. It's hard we're just trying to figure out the best way to get music out cuz like you said streaming you, you don't really make a lot of money from that, but it is a it's it's also a blessing that people can get your music. So easily and listen to it and you can spread right. the word mm-hmm. so you know if you want it now you can go buy it on our website you can mm-hmm. get the physical a cd or or a vinyl or a vinyl yeah and if you or a digital download oh yeah plan. digital downloadable too but if you want to wait then you can wait so it's yeah i think i think it's shown um i would say it's shown positive results uh oh yeah so far definitely so i like this i like this way we've tried it
1: yeah. Well, I think a lot of artists' bands are really just going the singles route, and some are foregoing whole albums altogether. So, this is kind of a hybrid of that, where you've got is, this yeah. album, but you're releasing these singles along the way, and it gives yeah. you some traction, but it also you've got things scheduled, and so it kind of keeps you in front of people that's continually. Right. So, that's, that's great, great. Yeah. Idea.
2: That's kind of the goal is to. Give a song its time, you know, make sure people get a chance to, to really listen to it.
1: And I think that's a really important thing. When Zach just said the full album's not out yet, but people can buy it now on, on the website. Can, yeah. And mm-hmm. that's what, well, that's what I did. I think I bought a, a digital download. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I think I was like a, a supporter, early supporter or something like yes, that. Yes. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. you were one of
1: our pledge campaign uh, supporters. Yeah. I have my band drumsticks around here somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. All
3: right. Thank you uh, so I, much. I can't play drums, yeah.
1: but I thought it would be kind of cool. <laughs> well, yeah. So obviously you've got some dates this summer already. I was just on your website. Are you looking to do some more touring in the fall? Kind of what, what's ahead of you guys roadwise?
3: We are, you know, we used to, we we went through some serious years of touring all, all around the nation. And, uh, and also we played in France and we played in the UK. And so we've, we've wow. been over there and played, uh, we have a decent following in Europe in various parts of Europe. So we'd Very love cool. to get over there along with this album came a lot of changes in, in the band. Uh, Kyle and Catherine are married and they just had their first mm-hmm. baby. That was kind of a period of, all right, we're going to pull back from uh, touring, that, as much, yeah. touring as much touring as much right now. Come the fall, we'll see how things settle with the, uh, with the mm-hmm. rest. But r- right now we're still playing shows. I mean, Catherine's obviously yeah. on uh, hiatus, <laughs> hiatus. Yeah. But I've got a pretty musical family. So one of my cousins is kind of, uh, she's a great artist. Her name's Claire, but nice. she's going to come singing, singing with us.
1: Um, Oh, cool. And, let's talk about how people can support you. You guys have a Patreon page. And for those people who don't know what Patreon is, it really kind of harkens back to old Italy, you know, where you had patrons of the arts where people would support artists so they could create and just to be able to Mm -hmm. focus on that. So that really is where this idea comes from. As we all know, as we've talked about, it is really difficult for bands and artists, especially indie bands to make it today in this, in the environment and everything. So Patreon, for those that don't know, is a way that you can directly support a band. And these guys, for as little as five bucks a month, you, it's a great way to help bands mm-hmm. to to survive. And I'll put the link to your Patreon in the show notes so people who are listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube. So I'll put a visualized version of this podcast on there. I'll put those links on there, too, so people can join that. So if somebody wanted to join your Patreon page, what what are they going to get from that?
2: So we have... Lots of special perks, like we usually make monthly visit videos um, for our patrons. You can get discounts at our merch store. Uh, you can hear more of the demos at the higher tiers. You hear more of the demos, um, or unreleased songs, unreleased songs, things like that. Uh, you
3: hear everything first for sure.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. You guys, yeah, get the inside access. You're so right, though. It helps us helps us out immensely to have have that income come in every month and keeps us yeah. being able to make make stuff
3: you're talking about that system of patronage and it, it's, it's kind of, it allows us to keep making music. So I always yeah, tell people like, if right, you want to support us, right. if you like this music and you want it to keep happening, then that's a way to do it. Cause that's where we're going to put it. You know, we're
1: going to yeah. just keep making music Excellent. with it. That- I hope people will take that to heart and, and get online and, and support you guys so you can keep doing what you're doing. Before we wrap up our time here, I love meta questions. These, these big questions that they kind of give insight into, um, What people think about things. So, if you guys had to make a Mount Rushmore of artists, songwriters, musicians, and you each got to pick two people to put up there. Who would, who would you guys pick? Zach, who would, who would be your two? We'll go to you first on this one. That's
3: too hard. That's just too difficult. I, mean, <laughs> I I'm know. It's a terrible question, but like, I love it. We do have Bach hanging up here in our studio. As you can see, I know other people. it's not a video, but you could. we have uh, Bach scowling at us while we made this record. Which is <laughs> which is uh, nice. It's a nice feature. <laughs> yeah, a little homage to our classical music appreciation. Yeah.
1: Hmm. How about if we narrow it down to it's maybe to American musicians or writers? singers and so on
3: if i had to put a mount rushmore at least of things references that we're always using for our music kind of just a well that we always go back to springsteen would be up okay. there for sure Another Arch- maybe you go we'll go i'll go you go and i can think about it <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song what do you think
1: greg got anybody you mm. would uh you think is mount rushmore worthy
3: yeah
2: well, Brandon Flowers would definitely be up there. Oh yeah. They, I we're mean, always
3: talking about the killers. Yeah.
2: Like just unbelievable writer, singer, um, all of the above, front man. Uh so yeah, he would definitely be up there. He's he's in the in the vein of Springsteen yep. too, so that kind of fits. Mm-hmm. They would they would be up there together.
1: Great storytellers. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah great storytellers.
3: <laughs> I gotta put Ryan Adams up there because it was I, so so fundamental
2: I know. to our I forming. It, I think I would have to as well
1: um oh he just re-released what's the album it's him and the cardinals it's blue it's um what album is i can't think of the name he
3: just posted cold rose talked about cold roses the other day somewhere that's what it is cold roses yeah Yeah. we did we we actually did a whole we did a whole podcast just on that record so that's got to be up there oh really oh that is
1: such a great one that's i think it's probably my favorite thing that he's done
3: It lasted forever because it's like a double album, so it's like, yeah.
1: so many songs, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's lots of good music. Okay, we only have one
2: more, <laughs> one more. Okay, oh, um, hmm.
3: maybe it's somebody left field that we haven't. I know uh, that's like I want. I want I'm thinking it. of the. I'm
2: thinking of the left field one.
3: These are all like, pretty similar wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's Weird
2: Al. Well, you don't want to forget. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, Bing, Bing Crosby. There <laughs> yeah, you know, there you go. There's your no, left there. field, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly,
3: yeah. <laughs> singer. Yeah, if we think about just singers, I mean, that's he's one of my favorite singers of all time for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: we said four. That'll count. That'll count. count. Bing. What was? Yeah, Bing
3: up there. That's a
0: left
2: field
3: life. choice there.
1: That is. People will. Stand I mean, he ago. was one
2: of the most. I mean, he was basically Elvis of his time. You know, like he was. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. World famous.
3: Probably recorded more songs than anybody.
2: But yeah. More imagine. hits than almost anybody. <laughs>
1: all right so we're gonna we're gonna end here with some some rapid fire kind of fun kind of questions and this is i I love to play uh stupid games with with bands and artists sometimes at the end of a podcast it's just a good note to end on so the other two you know kyle and Catherine aren't here but feel free to speak on their behalf because i'm going to ask you some questions this game's called who in the band and so you i'll ask a question
3: i would know how they would answer anyway. (laughs)
1: I'll ask a question and then you tell me who in the band is the best fit for that, for that question. So here's the first one. Guys got your hands on your buzzers. So, and if it's you say your own name, all right? Okay. So who in the band is first to fall asleep in the van after a show? greg me <laughs> i don't know katherine's yeah. uh, during the day she <laughs> would, <laughs> you don't want her driving yeah really ever right yeah, yeah me like, or
3: Catherine. yeah she is she's like Man, guys i've been driving for like 30 minutes so i'm getting pretty sleepy <laughs> like okay <laughs> let's yeah. just pull over then now greg greg you can greg turns can into a pumpkin me. at like oh yeah 11 o'clock
1: that's true no it's that can, that can be me nice i'll send you a rock star <laughs> yeah. yeah all definitely. right so uh, who in the band is the one asking for the most bathroom stops when you're on the road? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go
3: with Catherine.
0: Catherine.
1: <laughs> Smallest bladder, where goes to Catherine. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It doesn't help that she was just pregnant. Yeah, I know that so our she's pre- late, our, yeah. our last yeah. memory of her was uh,
2: <laughs> was pregnant, Catherine.
1: Yeah. We'll say pre-pregnancy. Yeah. All right. So, who in the band needs the most space in the morning before coffee?
3: Are we all morning people? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Needs the
2: most Have we space said Catherine, Catherine
0: too much? Yeah, <laughs> She's, she's you know, you know, going to sweet... leave the band now. I hope you guys know. know. No, no,
2: she's <laughs> a
3: very I, sweet I, person, I, but she
1: uh,
2: she seems like I it. Mean, yeah, yeah. I need some space person. too. I feel like you know yeah. I gotta go outside in the in the woods for a bit. That's true. my coffee. Yeah, that's true. But,
1: you do. Know. All right, that's legit. That's legit. Yeah. All right, so who in the band is most likely to prank somebody?
2: We're not huge
3: pranksters around here, though. No, haven't haven't done too much pranking. Um, in the band. Although I, I say that, but at the same time when we had my bachelor party, um oh, Greg right. was involved in the organization that uh faked stealing my car in front of me. So, oh, that was yeah. a oh, pretty wow. big prank. So, so maybe Greg, it's ew. Greg, yeah, it's me. I walked out of the store and my car peeled out and <laughs> took off. That was the beginning <laughs> of my bachelor party. That's all that you get to hear about my yeah, bachelor yeah, party, that's but right. that's the, but that was the <laughs> that beginning. Was it
1: that's how it all started Greg, pretty that's that's, that's 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 another level right there Man, nice I, had nice
3: level.
2: I had some help but yeah <laughs> you know i don't know if i could take full credit but yeah i was definitely that uh was <laughs> a good one definitely involved that's,
1: that's pretty impressive okay so here's here's the last one and i've asked this question to some others because i think no other question gets to the quick gets to you know the heart of a band it's members and honestly this is I'm not a journalist, but this is top-notch journalism right here.
3: All right, all right.
1: So if the zombie apocalypse started today, who in the band would be the first to go down?
3: Oh, the first Ooh. to go. I thought I thought that was going to go a different direction.
1: Well, um, there's a follow-up question, so it still might. There's still a possibility that okay. it could go where you think uh, you might. I'd,
3: I would have been the first to go down. I know. I but, was going to say. But I got, my la- I got my LASIK surgery, because without my glasses, well, I was pretty... I was pretty useless or out without my contacts a few years ago. And I just don't know in the zombie apocalypse, man, I don't want to hate on the glasses wearer's out there, but if you break your glasses, yeah, you got to be able in trouble.
2: See. You're yeah. in Toast. trouble. Man. You're host. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle has glasses, so yeah. we're going go to go with Kyle. That's true, we're going to go
1: with Kyle. Oh, yeah, because you don't know if you're walking up to a friend or somebody who wants to eat you. So, mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah. So Kyle. Okay, so then who in the band will be the last one standing?
3: Definitely Greg. The dude, the dude is an outdoor survivalist <laughs> maniac. Oh, nice! Very cool. <laughs> He's gonna be out there wrapped in aluminum foil, <laughs> making f- making fires and fishing, yeah, fishing I'm for sure. his food. That's right. Nice,
2: I would hope that would nice. be the case, but I hope uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to live to be the last one that sounds kind of sad
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i know i used to watch the walk the walking <laughs> dead and i was like man i don't know how far i would make it <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, and i was an eagle scout too and i'd be like ah, i don't know and i, I think i might <laughs> out. i don't know
3: <laughs> you didn't get your zombie badge
1: no they didn't now they have that badge (laughs) surviving it's funny there's actually a car around town that's like the zombie apocalypse survival mobile and it's got you know it looks official but it's yeah it is pretty cool so well guys i am so so grateful that uh, you joined me zach and greg you guys have been great to chat with and uh just really really happy to to have you guys on today thanks thanks big time for for joining me
3: yeah well we're honored to be here it was our pleasure Thank thank you so much brian
1: And to everyone on God's Green Earth, thank you for hanging out with me on Blue Water Highway. And if there ever was an indie band that you guys need to get behind and support, it's these guys. Buy a CD, buy some merch, support them on Patreon. You can do that for as little as five bucks a month. Um, Subscribe to their email list on their website so you can make sure that you are up to date on tour dates and whatever else is happening. And if you've enjoyed their music share this episode with a friend or somebody who loves music in your life so this is how we can help bands and artists today in, in this environment so and as always you can subscribe or leave a rating on facebook on instagram or you can get on my youtube channel and all those links will be in the show description as well so thank you guys all for listening and keep your bags packed and join us on our next journey to the stage and this ladies and gentlemen is a wrap and we're out
0: nice